exclusive pace at GutBarnBurner.ca. Our twice daily podcast is entitled Fired Up, now on iHeartRadio, also on 65 platforms. Welcome to another edition of The Breakaway, featuring our newest member to the BarnBurner family, Brittany Ramsey. We're going to discuss the first week of the NHL season. I know Maple Leaf fans, you want to start with the Maple Leafs, so that's what we're going to do. Uh, up and down week, you know, beating Montreal in overtime, losing to Ottawa, then in overtime, a classic, classic 1980 game, Norris division rivalries, the Leafs in Chicago, overtime victory, 7-6. John Tavares proving well, he scored a hat trick, and, and uh, Austin Matthews, two goals, two assists. Player number one star of the week for the NHL. Brittany, what do you think of the Maple Leafs this season? Well, like you said, Joe, it's been a little bit of an up-and-down start. I mean, as for any any of the teams, not even just the Leafs, it's the beginning of the season. We're three, two to three games in, give or take. The first month, 10 games of the NHL are always a bit weird, a bit crazy. It's just one of those things. Like, no one's really in their full groove yet. Some teams don't quite have their chemistry, depending on who they've added, who they've lost. There's just so much parity in the NHL, too, so, like, Nothing is a guarantee, obviously, and it's just, I find the NHL, it just takes a few weeks to really get going and know and have a better idea of who the front runners are, who's falling off the wagon, and that kind of thing. That being said, for the Leafs, I mean, they've been scoring a lot, which is obviously great, especially for Leafs fans. They love to see it, and, and now these and Tavares ultimately doing what they're there to do, and that is score goals. But... They've probably allowed too many. Now, I know Garrett Sparks let in a few more than maybe Freddie would the other night. A few weren't really his fault, but again, that's his first time in the NHL in a while. Yes, he won the Calder Cup with the Marlies last year, but AHL to NHL, obviously a big step. So, clearly, there is an issue with the defense for the Leafs. That is the one true piece they are still missing. But again, if you're a team, maybe they're going to kind of be like a Pittsburgh, where Pittsburgh's never really been overly dominant defensively. They rely on their offense to almost be their line of defense. You know what I mean? Yep. By scoring a lot of goals. So, again, that's what Matthews and Tavares and all of them are there to do. So, so far, we've seen that. So, I guess that's a good sign. But they haven't necessarily been pretty wins. They've been a little bit lackluster, if you want to say, in other aspects. But goals, 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 and, you know, goals win games. So that's kind of my take on them so far. Yeah, well, John Tavares and Austin Matthews, really uh, great scoring goals. And you're right, the defense. uh, uh, Let me ask you last question about the Maple Leafs. They Mm -hmm. got a a player, offensive player, William Nylander, sitting at home, wants $8 million. Uh, I had to pay $8 million to get your services here on Barnburner, but he wants $8 million. Do you pay it or do you wait and see if you could trade him for you need maybe a stud defenseman or two second and third defensemen? What do you do? Well, I mean, I know Dubas has said that they don't want to trade him. They want to sign him. I get that. Now, I'm not a contract talk expert. I will not claim to be. There's a lot more to it than that or than 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 half of us even know on the contract level. I mean, again, that's not my expertise, but – for him to ask for $8 million, to me, is a lot. Not that he's not a great player. He is. But he's got to know, and obviously they know, Matthews is going to make more. He's probably going to make, what, Tavares is at 11. He's going to make close to that next year. 
And Mitch Marner is a better player, in my mind, than William Nylander. So Mitch Marner deserves more. So $8 million for Nylander is a lot. Now, Nylander also says he doesn't want to sign a bridge deal. We've seen the bridge deals in years past. We've seen a few more this year. I like Darnell Nurse. Uh, the Reinhardt in Buffalo, I believe he signed a ton of more of a bridge deal. So, but Nylander says he doesn't want to. Now, if I'm, if, if I'm Nylander, I'd be signing that bridge deal. Get me through a season, another season or two, then I can get paid, as we've seen in the past. But, unfortunately, he's holding out. Now, I don't know if the Leafs are going to trade him, but if it was me, I would be trading him and fill in that defensive piece. The scoring that the Maple Leafs have, I don't think they need Nylander. Do they? What do they need him for? I really don't think they do. So, and if you're, and if I'm him, don't I, am I not itching it, you know, to get going with with Matthews Tavares and a team, an offense like that? Do I not want to be part of that? But I'm holding out for a couple mil? Like, I, I don't know. At the end of the day, a couple mil is a couple mil. I get that. But when you're already making that much, just play, man. That's kind of how I see it. But again, I'm, I'm not a contract talk expert, so... Well, you just you proved that you should be, all right? So, <laughs> look, look out! Does Zubis want to hire me on his uh, staff? I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right, let's talk about uh, a couple other teams in the Eastern uh, Conference. Let's start off with uh, the Buffalo Sabers. That uh, they started off really slow with the Boston Bruins in the opening night, losing four nil, nothing, four nil like soccer. But uh, then uh, <laughs> Saturday, they beating the Rangers 3-1, and Monday, they beat the uh, Stanley Cup finalist Vegas 4-2. Uh, Rasmus Dahlin, looking impressive, although does not have a point there, but uh, what do you expect from the Sabres this season? Yeah, and the crazy stat about the Sabres is they haven't had a winning record since January 2013. That's 2,081 days. That's pretty crazy when you think about it. But, I mean, good for them. They're 2-1. and one. <laughs> Things are looking up. Um, Dahlin, as you said, he's yet to score, but he is getting a lot of ice time. He's quarterbacking the second power play unit right now. The other, Rasmus, Rasmus Ristolainen, is on the quarterback in the first unit. But let's be honest, Dahlin, he's going to get his points. He's going to get his goals. He's a great young player. There's no doubt. He'll get his look on the first unit of that power play, maybe sooner than later. And, I mean, I, I think we'll see big things from him, just a slightly slow start, I guess. But, again, he's getting lots of ice time and, and looking good. So, All right, let's talk about the, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, first night, what a game. 7-6, overtime winning, beating the defending Stanley Cup champions, Washington. Then second night at home, losing to the Montreal Canadiens 5-1. Now, uh, is Pittsburgh similar like Toronto with all the offense? And, and they lost Matt Murray. So and no defense, and now who knows who their goaltender is? Yeah, I guess they think Casey DeSmith is supposed, is supposed to start. I mean, yeah. Murray, this is his third concussion, eight injury in four seasons. I mean, he's he's been in and out often for the Penguins, but, I mean, he's obviously a proven guy as well. Of course, to start these few games of the season, he's got a 5.47 goals against average, so not his best two games, but... Again, he's a proven guy. They obviously benefit by having Murray there. But again, with some, somebody like a team like the Penguins, they have such strong offense that they don't necessarily need to rely on their defense and their last line of defense, their goaltender, to win them games. Now, 
they've allowed, or Murray allowed 11 goals in two games, but last year, the Pens allowed 15 goals in their first two games. So, if we're looking at comparing last year and this year, they're actually a one-up compared to last year, and clearly, you know, they obviously didn't make the finals last year, but they were they were right up there. They easily could have. So, I think we're far from hitting the panic button on the Pittsburgh Penguins. I mean, they've two of the best players in the world, and they have so much depth and experience. They've been there, obviously, multiple times. So, you know, they're reliant on their superstars. Let Sid do what he does. Let Malkin do what he does. And, you know, it's worked for them in the past. So I, I don't think, again, like I said, we can be hitting the panic button on them yet, even with Murray out. We don't, And we don't know how long Murray's going to be out for. Probably a couple weeks of his concussion. But, you know, they should be good enough to get through to get through those games without Murray. And let's face it, uh, Pittsburgh, we start worrying about them come March if they're not up to snuff because Pittsburgh yeah. can smell the Stanley Cup playoffs. Let, let's be honest there. All right, let's head to uh, the West and let's start off with uh, this defending Stanley Cup finalists. And I can't believe I'm saying this. The Vegas Golden Knights, right? The, the, I can't <laughs> believe it either. Uh, like, uh, I still around. can't believe it, Joe. Yeah, and maybe we should go to Vegas, man. I hear it's a party. <laughs> going, right? You got any rooms in Vegas there? Oh, come on. All right. So yeah. They started the year at home, losing to Philly 5-2, winning uh, in a shootout 2-1 to Minnesota in Minnesota, and then uh, losing to Buffalo, as we mentioned, 4-2. Uh, not the way to start the season, but what do we expect from Vegas? Well, so here's the thing. I will admit, I doubted Vegas last year. I got no I got no hate for them. I just, I doubted them every step of the way. And a lot of others did too. Now, no one expects them to make the final, and they did. Full credit where credit is due. But even if they didn't, even if making the playoffs was unexpected, when they made the playoffs, I'm like, I said, they're going to get swept by the Kings. And the opposite happened. I mean, like I said, Vegas was the true story of last year. Ovi sure winning the cup one ups them at the end, but they were the true story. This year they've added Pacioretty, they've added Stastny, they lose James Neal. But you basically not that Neal and Pacioretty are interchangeable, but they are to a degree. So they they definitely added to their roster. Now Mark Andre Fleury was injured part of last season and their back of goaltending clearly stepped up to the plate. But in the playoffs, let's be honest. If Fleury did not play the way he did, they wouldn't have been anywhere else. And again, that's not me hating on them. He single-handedly put them in that Stanley Cup final. And again, that's what your goaltender is supposed to do sometimes. We've seen it in the past. Goaltending can win championships. But if Fleury doesn't have, isn't at that level this year, we might not even see Vegas in the playoffs. I don't know. Maybe I'm doubting them again too much. But that Pacific division is kind of up in the air. They might not be it's not that strong of a division, so Vegas could squeak through. But I think with the Kings and the Ducks, even the Flames, you just never know what might go on in the Pacific there. And we may not even see Vegas in there. Well, that, that's definitely maybe they have what they say, the Stanley Cup hangover or whatever, even though they, they did not win it. But, you know. <laughs> I think if you make the finals, you can still kind of have it. It's just playing that length of time the season before it can affect it'll affect the winner and the loser really they've played the same amount so Brittany, you know I, maybe I know. maybe that maybe the hangover does affect vegas i'm not it's, it's hard to know it's again it's so early but yeah I, I vegas isn't it's in, they're an iffy one again 
I don't I don't know anything about the Stanley Cup hangover because my team, the Maple Leafs, haven't been there since 1967. I was like minus six years old. So look, all right. So uh, <laughs> that that's number one. But let's talk about two other teams specifically in the West. Let's uh, let's start with the San Jose Sharks. They shaved off the beards. Joe Thornton is uh, injured. Uh, they got Eric Carlson looking. Uh, well, you see, what do you think? Uh, let's critique his mustache. Okay, let's start off with that. Critiquing Eric Carlson's mustache. <laughs> So, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> it's quite the look. You what do you say? I mean, I mean, it's 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 stylish. It's quite the look. Someone said the other day when he he was wearing that little um that little hat and he had his mustache and he looked like a character from that show Peaky Blinders. <laughs> but uh, that's what that's what everyone was saying. But I mean, hey, if he can grow it like that, go for it, Eric. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, is there a lot of pressure on on the San Jose Sharks specifically? Eric Carlson since, you know, getting moved from Ottawa and, and, you know, who knows, he is a free agent next year. And let's face it, in the Western Conference, you got top flight defensemen. So let, let's take away San Jose. They, they tried to get John Tavares. They uh, struck out there. Then they picked up arguably the best defenseman in years in the National Hockey League. What do you expect from San Jose and specifically Carlson? Well, when you when you talk about pressure there, Joe, I'm like, to me, I think there's the most pressure ever on the San Jose Sharks, especially with adding Carlson. I mean, in my mind, it's it's a cup or bust season for the San Jose Sharks. Time and time again, we see the Sharks. It's like this trend. They just they just can't quite get there. They have all the pieces, and then they just can't quite get there. And this year, to me, they should they have all the ducks in a row. So, they're the sharks, but they have all the ducks in the row. You know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. To me, they have all the they have all the pieces to win a Stanley Cup or at least get to the final. But again, there's tons of pressure on them. Not quite the start we envisioned. I mean, they're one and two again, like you said, Thornton injured now. Um, but again, before getting hurt, Thornton hasn't scored. Brett Burns, Eric Carlson, Logan Couture, Joe Pavelski. None of those players have scored yet in three games. So those guys, they're all veteran guys. They know how to deal with a little adversity. They know how to – they've been there before. They know how to score goals. They'll find their groove. I, I think as, as in Pittsburgh, let's not hit the panic button yet. I think the Sharks will be fine. I think they'll come out of the West on top. And the thing with Carlson is he may not quite be himself right away. It might take him a month or so. Let's be honest, he also is human. He went through a lot. The guy's been through a lot in the last year, especially in the last few months. He's uprooted his family, moved across the country, across the continent. You know, I mean, like I said, he is human, and he'll get back in his groove. Eric Carlson is still Eric Carlson at the end of the day. So, you know, the slow start isn't that shocking to me, and I think the Sharks are going to be fine. I, I, they'll come out of the West for sure. I'm calling Sharks or Jets out of the West in the end, so they'll be fine. All right, let, let's talk uh, about uh, the Chicago Blackhawks as we uh, close out this edition of The Breakaway. You're listening to The Breakaway with the newest uh, member of Barnburner, Brittany Ramsey. Now let's talk about uh, Chicago. They started off uh, really good, and then they hit a wall with the Toronto Maple Leafs 7-6. It, it looked like really 1980s hockey. Do you prefer, like, let's face it, the first week of the season – I'm so used to like uh, the New Jersey Devils trap winning two one one nothing three two games. It's so nice, at least the beginning of the season, to see eight five games, seven six games, five four games. 
do you think this continues? I mean, it very well could. The league, the league has changed over the last few years, right? I mean, obviously, it's it's all these teams. Most of these teams have high-powered offense, more so. Like no one's really playing that trap game as much anymore. And you know, it's it's like look at the Leafs, right? Look at the scoring power they have. Hence, why we're talking about the defense isn't that good because it focused so much on the scoring power. So let's be honest, the high-scoring games are exciting. We want to see we want to see these top players score, right? Like whether it's you know the Crosby's McDavid, they're going to score anyway. But I mean, we love it. The other night, this is the the Kane Matt, and Matthews, like you know, kind of showing their personality and having some fun with their celebration too. Like I mean, it was great. Will it continue? I think so. I think we're gonna have a lot of high scoring games this season for sure. Well, let's hope. All right, we're going to close out. You're you're originally from Vancouver. We'll close out with your Canucks and specifically a rookie. You want to talk about the the rookie in Vancouver because he's lighting up the NHL. Yes, my Canucks, Joe. I know. I don't. I I don't think they're my they're they're mine. I've I've solely claimed them. Um, I don't think they're they're not quite there yet. Um, there's a lot, again a lot of changes in that. If you want to call it the R word, the rebuild. Yeah, the Canucks are in it. They've sort of been in it since the twenty when they lost the twenty eleven. Cup final. They've sort of been in it since then. Um, you know, they had Brock Besser, they got a good young guy in Bo Horvitz and Berchi. Um, you know, they've added they're adding all these little pieces and, and really for them, I know the Sabine brothers obviously are they're they're older, they're at the end of their career, they dropped down, they weren't the top line anymore, of course, and, and it, it was time for them to retire and they knew it. But losing them it's a big change. It's a big change for an organization that's had two players that are so what's the word I'm looking for? I'm magnificent if you want to say so. You know, they were leaders in the city. They were leaders in the dressing room. So that's a big change for the Canucks. But they have a really good young core. I mean, Brock Besser would have won the Calder. No disrespect to Matt Barzell. He was phenomenal. But if Besser didn't get hurt last season, he would have won the Calder. For sure. So now, and now, then like you just said, the young rookie, Elias Pedersen, so far, He's been phenomenal. Some of those goals he's scored, he looks like he's a seasoned vet. It's incredible. He's got quite the shot, and uh, he's the real deal, that kid. So I think it's going to be a couple more years for the Canucks, like I said, with the R build, R word, the rebuild. But, uh, yeah, we'll see them there sooner than later, I think. But, yeah, Pedersen, real deal. That kid's a player. All right, you've been listening to The Breakaway featuring newest member of Barnburger team, Brittany Ramsey. Brittany will be a big, big part of the Blaze on Ice on all ladies hockey show that will debut very, very soon. Brittany, are you excited about that? Here in Barnburner, we're promoting the ladies. We got the CWHL over the glass, the NWHL cool down show. We got the breakaway. We got the Blaze on Ice, Blaze on Hoops, uh, Fade Away, Ballin', everything. We're promoting the ladies, and you're going to be a big part of the hockey uh, segments. How do you feel about that? I'm super excited because my whole life being a being a sporty female, I've always kind of been, you know, one of the boys. And and that's fine because I, I love talking sports really with anybody. But to be able to talk good sports with other females is so awesome. And, uh, you know, who runs the world? Girls, man. <laughs> right? I'm just kidding. But, but yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I'm very excited. Yeah. Can't wait to get started. And uh, and finally, Brittany, tell everybody how they could get a hold of you social media-wise. 
My Twitter handle is at BRamsSports. So B is in like a bumblebee. So B-E-E-R-A-M-S Sports. BRAM Sports. Check her out. She can do hockey. You're going to hear her also on NFL Blitz. Her New York Giants play a Thursday nighter. Very big game against the defending Super Bowl champions, Philadelphia Eagles. Find out also what Brittany has to say about the Giants. Will they win this one? Tune in to NFL Blitz. And remember, tune in here uh, for Fired Up and for the Blaze on Ice uh, sometime soon for the All-Ladies Hockey Show. Again, Brittany, tell everybody how they could get a hold of you. My Twitter handle is at Sports. So B-E-E as in a bumblebee, R-A-M-S Sports. All right, B-Ram Sports. Check her out. Follow her. She's on the path to greatness. Greatness like Elias Pedersen. Never mind. All right. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks. Thanks Joe.